Hi, friends. This is episode 12 of The Trust. Today, we're going to talk maintenance. Now, we're not talking specifically car maintenance, but I do wonder, do our faith lives require the same kinds of checks we would do on our cars? Let's find out together. Listening to The Trust, the podcast of the SDDC Unit Ministry Team. I'm your host, Brad Cattleman, and we are glad you have joined us today. I hope this energizes you, edifies you, and may you experience God's blessings. Today, I want to talk about maintenance. Now, when I think of the word maintenance, I primarily think of car maintenance changing the oil, rotating the tires, changing the air filter, stuff like that. It's also about fixing stuff. Now, I want to share with you two stories, and they're both about poor maintenance. The first is about my pickup truck, and the second is about my faith. Let's talk about car maintenance gone wrong. I drive a pickup truck. It's not that old. It's 10 years or so, and it runs fine. And I thought it was running great, but something should have told me sooner that things were not as they seemed. Sometime late this fall, early this winter, my truck started making this loud whining noise. Now, it only really made it when I started it, or so I thought, and it mostly went away when I was driving. At least, I couldn't hear it anymore. It was winter when the car started, so I didn't think much of it. Maybe it was a belt squealing because it was cold or something. You know, this is a story of bad maintenance, so you can guess what's going to happen next. As I was driving home, late one day from work, I was coming up the hill that heads towards our house, and the squealing had been especially bad that day. But I didn't think much of it when I heard the sound. Kerchunk. Something broke. Lights in my dash started blinking, an error popped up, and something was definitely different sounding about my truck. It did not sound right. It sounded just completely different. So I quickly pulled over to the side of the road and I looked under the hood and then I saw it. My serpentine belt had shredded and it had taken a big chunk of the electrical harness with it. Oh no. I limped my pickup home, I turned it off and I went to work fixing it. Oh, the damage to the inside. One of the pulleys had been squealing because the bearing inside of it was totally shot. And it seized up, which caused the rubber belt to quickly melt. And as it broke, it ripped out a ton of wires. Bad car maintenance. And it would have been easy to fix had I just looked at the squeal and tried to figure it out first. A story of bad faith maintenance. My first deployment was a one-year trip to Iraq, and I was deployed with a battalion that was dispersed across every region of the country. And as the battalion chaplain, one of the things I found myself frequently doing was traveling to visit my folks. Now, if you have spent any time on a deployment traveling, you know that one of the first things to go is sleep. Flight times constantly changing, flights get canceled, convoy times get moved. You fly up to Mosul one day, you fly up to Kirkuk the next. All your sleep cycles get thrown off, you burn the candle at both ends, your faith life suffers. And I was on this constant go, go, go schedule, visiting folks, taking care of people, offering pastoral counsel, but I was not doing a good job taking care of myself. 
And for about six months, this was going on when my sergeant major came up to me in the dining facility one day and he sort of waved at my face and he said to me, what's up with this? I didn't respond very kindly. What I didn't recognize at the time, but that my sergeant major was pointing out to me very astutely that I was having a squealing tensioner pulley in my faith life. I'd done some bad faith maintenance. Thankfully, I listened to the sergeant major and I dealt with it. So there was no need for a massive blowout and a longer fix. But it does bring up the question, how do you maintain your faith? Let's take a look at that right after this word from our sponsors. Hi, Bethany. Hi. What do you see in that one? I think it's from um, a spaceship. What do you see in this one? A horse. And what do you see in this one? Heart. Do you know what I see in that one? I don't really know. I see the place where our email is stored. Maybe that's not quite how the cloud works. But if you have business systems or questions about your email, or you want to know how to store things in the cloud, we'd encourage you to call our G6. Not only do they keep the data pipes open, but they also move your business system to a redundant, data-driven, technologically superior solution known as the cloud. And if you mention the offer code TRUST, your first cloud-based system is free. That's T-R-U-S-T, the trust. Give your G6 a call, unless your phone isn't working. Then, submit a trouble ticket. Bye-bye! Have you ever opened up your car's owner manual and looked at the maintenance schedule? I'm a bit of a geek, and my son and I love to nerd out over this stuff. If you go look, you're going to see something like, every 5,000 miles, change the oil and rotate the tires. Every 30,000 miles, change out the air filter and check your brake pads. You know, that kind of stuff. I think it's the same thing for our faith. There's the little things we do regularly, and the big ones we should do, but less frequently. Let's talk the regular little things. Quiet time. Quiet time just means taking a break, spending 5 to 15 minutes in prayer, reading scripture, and really, we should do this daily. Quiet time looks something like this. Turn off your monitor, take a deep breath, offer a prayer to God of thanksgiving for all the good things that have happened today, even if it is just waking up. Read five minutes of scripture. Pray shortly again, asking God to prepare you for the day. And then you get back to the mad rush of the world. It's an easy one. Quiet time. Another easy thing would be meditation or deep breathing or whatever it is that calms you down. Going to a place of worship, that's another regular maintenance thing. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not a stickler for church attendance, but I think it's important that we gather with other people because it's good for our faith. Now, the big maintenance things. There's two things I think we ought to do. One, withdraw and pray. And two, check in with someone. First, withdraw. Now, for inspiration for this, I want to look briefly at Jesus' life. If we look at the Gospel of Luke in chapter 5, we can read this little snippet about what Jesus does as his popularity is growing immensely across the region. It's in Luke 5, verse 15 and 16. But now more than ever, the word about Jesus spread abroad. Many crowds would gather to hear him and to be cured of their diseases. But he would withdraw to deserted places and pray. Jesus would withdraw to deserted places and pray. That's really all the inspiration we need. If he could do it, we can do it. At times in our lives, we just need to withdraw, even if it's just for a day or two, 
to go by ourselves and pray. So what does that look like? You have to figure that out for yourself. For me, it's solo backpacking or camping. When I lived in Georgia, once each summer, I would ride my motorcycle to the mountains north of Atlanta, and I would spend two to three days camping in the wilderness and catching small trout. That's what it went for me to withdraw and pray. If camping isn't your thing, don't do that. Many monasteries offer retreats. Just Google it. Here in the St. Louis area, there's this awesome Jesuit house that overlooks in Mississippi that does some superb spiritual retreats. And they're not expensive. So withdraw and pray. That's one. Number two, talk to someone. Now, sometimes you have to consult the mechanic for car advice. Sometimes it's not simple. When my serpentine belt broke, I had to call up a friend and ask him because I had no idea what I was doing. It's just like that with our lives and our faith. It's good to meet with someone who can ask you, how goes your soul? Now, who can you talk to? Well, your chaplain is a good start, or your pastor, or someone you respect who has a well-grounded faith life, who will be able to listen, who you could trust, and who can ask you those direct questions that help retune you to where you need to be. So that's it. Maintenance of our faith isn't hard, but it's one of those things you just got to do. So one, do the little things regularly. Pray and meditate and read scriptures. And two, withdraw occasionally and consult the expert. And hopefully you will have someone in your life who will point out to you when your tensioner pulley is squealing before it breaks and shreds your wiring harness. God bless you all. This podcast is produced and recorded by me, Brad Cattleman, here in our very own public affairs studio. Seriously, we have a studio, folks. It's amazing. Big thanks this week to Mary and all of the knowledge management team. What you all have done with the battle rhythm is refreshing. So thank you for your work to make us more efficient with our time. I am excited to see it happen. Big thanks this week to our very own voice of the Bible, the preeminent John Orell. His voice is like the thankfulness you have when you finally get up from the couch to go tackle that pile of dirty dishes in the sink. And when you walk into the kitchen, you realize someone has already done them for you. Thanks, John. We are trusted professionals, but trust in the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind. This is the trust. God bless you all.